No, you shut up! Ah. <clears throat> all right, all right. What do we got here? All right, let's see. Test. Um, is that on? No. Oh, shit. It's already on. Okay, well, that'll work out. Um, little uh, mic test here. Let's see. Uh, Satan sucks strawberries sexually. Satan sucks strawberries sensually. All right, we're in business. We're in business. We're in business. We're in business. Left, right, and center, they surround me, wearing inviting smiles and liberally throwing comforting gestures in my and in every other direction imaginable. But soon enough, their warm smiles start to twist, disfiguring the once enthusiastic greeting, changing almost imperceptibly, impressively oppressive. I can hear the panicked cries of a once-proud wall of marbled musculature and inflamed tendon, tensed far beyond the recommended tenderization for a bovine specimen with the stature and just godlike physique of the one now kneeling before me. Broken and berated, bathed in a stench that only a vindictive trash can fire in a prison cell could or would ever want to rival. It's the specific stench that comes when human ignorance and human waste combined with an evil whose only occupation or desire is to forcefully flame-kiss the fresh meat. With the fear of God. Although in this place, God's name is dare not uttered, because he's never been invited to the highly choreographed ballet that's on display here. The deity that goes by that and many other equally grandiose monikers would have no recourse but to turn his head and wretch at the sight of a most reviled realm that stands beyond recompense that, try as he might... Falls a careless whisper out of reach and maddeningly out of hand. Life is bigger. It's bigger than you. And you, you are not me. The length that I will go to. The distance in your eyes. Oh no, I've said too much. All right, I'm Chris Barrios. And I'm Jason Brambo. And you're listening to the second episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. UFOs, Conspiracies, and Murder. Ooh, now that sounded classy. Sexy, right? It was was sexy. That was my sexy voice. (laughs) It was, it was. Got me so tingling what, a little bit. What is today's episode about there, Chris? Well, sir, you left me with the reins, and uh, I decided to whip them horses' asses and get the fuck going. So uh, we got something interesting today. And to be honest, uh, for the record, for everyone, so that you know, I really did try to choose a subject that wasn't as beefy or or meaty to you know for episode two i'm not trying to to just come out swinging you know like i don't have any class or honor but honor. He's, he's throwing a haymaker this is yeah. definitely this is definitely his 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 bright star right off the bat and i'm happy because it's, it's going to be a really good episode man it's a cool one it, it like the it, it seemed to be it turned out to be i should say a much bigger subject than i than i expected and you know i i 
in thinking about why I didn't expect it to be so big, I think I determined that it's because I personally am not a religious, not really religious. Now, I've done a lot of reading and, and you know, uh, light studying on pretty much all of them, and I still have right. a lot more to read because they all interest the shit out of me. But I personally am not very religious, so I don't think in terms of a religious person. So Absolutely. I didn't put that kind of standpoint to this subject in, in thinking about how, well, the rest of the fucking world is for the most part, and they always have been. So why the hell wouldn't there be about a million of these points all over the damn world, which I haven't even gotten to the actual <laughs> subject yet. <laughs> so these points that I'm referencing now, uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about gateways or portals to the underworld slash hell, depending on which religion, which region, and, you know. That have that appeared on Earth in different places in different times. Yeah, or... and. Or, or still are uh, places that are revered as such. And, and yeah, this would be fr from ancient times to modern times, uh, stretching the entire globe. And I tried to encompass, you know, uh, several different countries so as not to play favorites. But, man, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had my favorites. You oh, know? absolutely. Good, good, good. <clears throat> and what we kind of plan to do with this episode uh just to let you know ahead of time is that this is a, a a big this is a big topic that that he brought here and we were planning on one episode and we didn't really want to have to break it up into to two full-fledged episodes just yet on the second episode like he said so today you're getting the a number one just kobayashi grade a beef of the topic and then we're going to add an extra mini episode this week where we can get out a couple more they they're not as spectacular we but not they're, they're all spectacular I, i'm not going to even say that they're just there's not as much information about it so we can go through them a little quicker but so for hey your second week of the the podcast you're getting two episodes out of us in one week and we didn't plan on doing this shit for a while so <clears throat> Actually, no uh, really excited about it. And it, one more thing real quick before you start, Chris, is uh, sure. earlier today uh, when I texted you and, and, you know, we were setting up a time and everything, uh, mm -hmm. you texted me back, there's a bee in the cab of my truck. Yes. And Holy that, shit. <laughs> that made me laugh very, very much because if you guys didn't get what I said last week is that uh, Chris is a trucker. He delivers stuff all over the country, and in every day he's in a different state. And him having a bee in his cab is funny to me because he's driving a gigantic killing machine. Oh, that it's bad news! Is just and and we all know bees. If you get pulled over for being drunk and you tell the cop that there was a bee in the car, I, if that cop doesn't run away screaming like a girl, uh, I don't know if he's human or not because that's just that's just human. I but, actually have a funny story about that since you brought up a cop. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish well, it. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is that you, you very much reminded me about uh, my favorite uh, be-in-a-car experience I've ever had. And mm -hmm. it was when uh, two friends of mine, a uh, husband and wife, and I were driving back to Louisiana from San Diego. And we were, I don't know, somewhere in BFE, Arizona. And... We had spent the night in a really, really shitty motel that I'd, some people were banging on my door at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I just 
hid because it was that bad. It was scary. But <clears throat> we get in my car the next day, and we're all just happy to get out of there. Turn the car on. I'm pulling out of the parking lot, and six or seven bees just start climbing out of my air-conditioned vents on what? my dash. And I freeze, and I put the car in park. I don't say anything to the girl that's sitting in the back seat because I don't want her flipping out and scaring the bees and stinging me. Mm-hmm. So I put the car in park. I open my door. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And I didn't say a word. I got out. I got maybe 10 yards away, and I said, there's a hive of bees in the car. And then the bees started swarming. And Holy shit. This girl and her husband are and she's stuck in the back seat of a Mustang. So it's she yeah, she didn't even wait for the chair to be moved. She just flew out she, I, like like a Olympic diver oh, from yeah. the back seat through the middle out the driver's side. She slapped me in the face and then we just waited till all the bees were gone. But it was like it was like some kind of weird magic spell had been cast on us. We had this terrible night in this horrible hotel. I, had I bet. Things stolen, and we get out, and then, uh, you know, 50 bees come flying out of my air-conditioned vents. Like, not just, they weren't just in the car. That hiding, is like, you know, Yeah. No, they, they made a hive <laughs> in my engine compartment while we slept and decided Holy to come say hello shit. when I started the car. That's insane. Uh, yeah, so so anyway, I just I needed to tell you that, but I wanted to tell it on here because that that was one of the scariest moments of my life ever. Oh, that, yeah, I, oh yeah, that that's way worse than than both of my two really <laughs> actually really quick stories. Oh, way worse. You 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 got the cake and the icing with that one. <laughs> I'm not trying to one up you here. Uh, okay. <laughs> but my my cousin is actually a, a Louisiana state trooper, and he told me the story uh, that a lady flew through. He was talking to another uh, trooper up at the, one of the toll roads or some some shit like that and he said a lady flew through it and and when they pulled her over she got out and was yelling and screaming and waving her hands around <laughs> screaming about a bee and they just kind of sat on the hood of their car watching and and giggling <laughs> like trying to figure out what to do and how to approach it if it really was a bee you know and basically they just they just went at it all dry and fucking bland and 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 just came at her like there wasn't really a bee, was there? And she, <laughs> and she just dropped her head and was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, A for effort. Oh, shit. The fact that she just... Yeah, you're right. I lied. <laughs> There's been no I bee. tried, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's no, so today, was, today, though, was a little fucked up. I looked down, and, and there was a bee sitting in, uh, in the middle of the floorboard in between the two seats, and my cat is in the front seat, and I'm in the other mm. one, and, and I got... Like my little uh, notebook of paperwork that's sitting right there, and the bee is sitting like squirming on his back, but I see that oh, he's alive, God. right? And I'm right. doing like 65 miles an hour down a fucking mountain, <laughs> carrying 70,000 pounds. Like, like you said, I mean, I'm a fucking death machine, and now there's a bee, and I don't know if he can flip himself over, if he's gonna flip himself over, what he's gonna do, and and this was like a big old fatty like. It wasn't like your round bumblebees, the, the right. big ones. It was that, just a giant goddamn bee. It was a big son <laughs> bitch, right? So <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out how to scoop him up and toss him out the window without catching the fucking uh, the the draft into the window and right. just blowing just him all blow around right the back in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for all I know, he's gonna pull some like super super bee shit and like catch the wind just right and flip himself over like some movie esque, you know, type of ninja. Action. 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just catch flight right there, yeah, and just, like, nail me in the back of the neck or some shit. So I wind up grabbing, like, an empty bottle, and I'm about Uh, to scoop him up in the neck of the bottle, right, and just, like, cap him off. And I look down, and and, and then, of course, this is going back and forth between driving and (laughs) this, and, and I look down, and he's gone. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. So now I get now to there's sweat. a loose bee <laughs> Man, that you so, can't see. And that's when I texted you, is that that was when he was loose. Because that's <laughs> when I actually got enough signal to receive your text. And then, oh, yeah, Jesus. I had to ride for another hour before I got to a place that I could stop to find the rogue bee when I went to go and dump the cat's uh, uh, duty box. And yes. I, I wound up finding him down there on that floorboard. But, man. Oh Jesus! If if only that bee had known how many humans' lives it had in its hands. Oh my God! It, it, I think it would have taken the initiative and probably and just taken the chance. Well, he would he would have taken at least ten for the team because that wouldn't have been anything pretty. Well, well, speaking of bees in the car, let's go ahead and segue that beautiful. Well, it's just a gorgeous segue I just made into <laughs> por- portals to the underworld on Earth. Because right. if ever there was one that you were closest to, it was today with that bee, sir. And I'm I'm glad you survived and that you were here tonight. I appreciate that very much. And I, too, am glad that I survived. I'm actually not too far away from one of our lesser, uh, actually modern-day portals that right. we'll be talking about later. Yeah, it's... Um, it, it's actually to hell and instead of the underworld so when in this in this whole thing when i say hell i mean biblical uh, you mean hell you mean demons pitchforks fire right right as written by anything that follows any kind of uh, you know jesus whatever that Absolutely. hell Otherwise, it'll be it'll be referring to the underworld as more ancient, uh, quote unquote, mythological, because the Catholics don't like any other religion to be more, myth- more a mythologically like uh, Hades type area. Right, 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 right. So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Don't let me start going into Catholics, man. You got to stop me. All no, right, all right. no, so- <laughs> I will. I have to because if I join, this will just be a completely different podcast. So. Man, will it ever? Okay, so anyway, all right. So uh, we got some cool shit. So we got we got gateways and portals from all over the world. Like I said earlier, uh, stretching from you know Greco-Roman. So that's anything that where the the Greeks and or the Romans uh, influence in their religions reached uh we got china and and japan we got um mexico and uh further on down south into the into south america because that's how far the mayans reached um and uh you know like i said a couple other things here and there so let's jump right into the meat and taters we got uh the plutonian at Hierapolis, awesome. uh, Hierapolis, uh, however you want to say that, and uh, <clears throat> this is—I'm uh, gonna let you guys know that these are touristy areas when when I when I get to them because they pretty much all are. Okay, uh, right. So that's cool. Like, if you are they, are go... they just touristy areas to begin with, or are they touristy areas because of the portals to the underworld and hell? They're touristy areas because the 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 land and the the country and the culture and everything is just draws okay. tourists in, as, as well as these portal these places being highly 
you know, reputable as so far it, as So uh, it's just a happy coincidence. I, I say reputable. That's the wrong word. But yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So, <laughs> so we got the Plutonian, uh, which translates loosely to the Hellgate uh, at awesome. Hierapolis, which is um, actually really fucking metal. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty metal, and, and all of these are going to be. I, I I couldn't order them correctly by how metal they are on the scale of brutality, but um, hopefully you'll know. someone out there will. Yes, you'll know. <clears throat> all right. So uh, the Plutonian is actually a cave in the Pumakali region of uh, Turkey. Uh, so it's not Greece. It's not Italy or Rome or anything like that. But it's about 200 miles uh, south of Istanbul, east of Greece. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's it, it's dedicated to Pluto, which the Romans reached this far, obviously, because Pluto is mm. the Roman equivalent to Hades, uh, the god of the underworld. And uh, it was built in roughly 3rd century B.C. and then unearthed rather recently, actually, in uh, March of 2013. So wow. it's... Yeah, so it, it's yeah, like rather recently. Yes. Really, yeah, really. So it's it's the ruins of uh, of a temple to Pluto, and it, it's a stone arch with uh, with a stairway that descends to underground. And mm -hmm. now, after a certain time, it's been blocked over. We didn't do it in in modern times since we re unearthed it again, but. <clears throat> it was blocked over by them as to shut down the temple and shit like that. Don't know if it was before or after it was destroyed or I, I'm not really sure about that. But so it's been pretty much blocked in. You can't actually walk down there. But okay. but there's for good reasons, for really good reason. Well, yeah, so, it's a gate to hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you don't want to go there. It's <laughs> That's right. No. Hades is actually hot. one of the, the lighter versions of hell that we're going to talk about tonight. So, <clears throat> so It's less filling. It's great taste, though, I hear. That's right. Great taste. <laughs> less filling. So uh, according to the Greek geographer Strabo, um, only Pluto's most powerful priests were allowed to go near this gate. And... They worshipped, uh, aside from Pluto, they had to also pay homage to uh, Sibella, which is the goddess of the gateways. So she okay. basically held down any and every portal or, or way to get in. So that, that encompasses the, the five rivers and everything. This bitch was standing guard. So you had to... You had to please her and get her permission to enter the gateway. Okay. So what they would do is um, <clears throat> they would uh, bring a bull. They, they would dress in their robes and everything, and they would grab a bull, and, and all the people would gather around, and they would walk the bull into the cave, right, where moments later... I guess they would drag the motherfucker out because I don't know how how else you would get an animal out. But the bull would die inside the cave. And then the priests would walk okay. out with the, the body of the bull, basically showing that, you know, they had been to the underworld and the soul of the bull was claimed. And uh. because they are uh, homeboys with Hades, or excuse me, Pluto, and uh, they had this goddess's Sibella's permission, they were unharmed. 
Right. So so the the bull went down, soul extracted, bull body mm-hmm. up, no no visible signs of murder on the bull. So exactly. voila, you know, abracadabra, magic hell gate. Right. I, right. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, you, you mean, think they ever you think they ever screwed with the goddess and just like taped a sausage to a cow and brought it down there? Ooh, I mean, you know, they they never do mention whether or not it was it, it was the penis that she was after. Right. But I imagine she wouldn't be too happy about it just for the sake of deception, you know, just for I wish we heard more about ancient pranks. Yeah, 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 that 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 would actually be a pretty cool subject cuz I imagine in the art of war, you know, deception is everything. So That's right. You know, if you dress up like one one guy and claim to be one guy but talk shit about a god, well, you know, you you you've seen, you know, uh what what's it uh Clash of the Titans and I movies like have. that, you know, where they talk about how, you know, you talk shit about the goddess or, or the gods and they come down and they fuck with you. So why not pose as somebody else to do as such? Indeed. I mean, I will be on my trip to Rome. So <laughs> I don't think they're still watching me too closely, though. But OK, so let's continue. I apologize. No, that's OK. So uh, in now we, we've debunked it, you know, since rediscovering said cave and and basically we had to go back through the myths and realize and figure out where what we found and what they were what stories were attributed to it which is where this one comes from so um and debunking it what they found was that there are fissures in the earth's crust inside this cave and they release uh noxious poisonous gases like carbon that's, dioxide that's actually and, what i what i was thinking uh when you first said they brought the bull down there and then would would quickly bring up a dead bull with no signs of you know <clears throat> of uh, trauma to it or whatever is is noxious gas i was like they gassed that bull and uh that's how it's dead so yeah that makes a lot of sense perfect sense now now here's here's uh, there's two speculations there's one is that the priest's uh, and these are speculations on how the priests survived it and the bulls didn't. So the, the easiest initial one would be that they held their breath. Okay, well, yeah, right. there's no, there's no uh, uh, record of how long it took the bull to die, you know, mm-hmm. how thick and, and these gases are. So how long can a human actually hold his breath? Hey, right. You know, no, I guess no, it's possible. It- was it mentioned uh, if it was were was an adult bull or size at all? Like, did they bring some prize bull? You know, I, I, I would guess they would bring some kind of prize bull or something like that to have, you know, uh, something good for the goddess. But, you know, it, you said they carried it back out, and I'm guessing dead weight, a bull is That was is my assumption, that weight. they had to carry it, unless they dragged it, you know. So... Really, though, regardless of the size of the animal, that's still a heavy piece of shit to fucking drag back out of a cave, you know. Oh, and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, so the the second possibility is that the priests knew the inside layout of the cave well enough to have discovered clean air pockets. Now, uh, smart. yeah, yeah, I, I think... I don't know what to think about that. You know, I Highly wonder. Unlikely yeah, kind of I wonder how many of them had to die before they found them. Right. Type of right. shit. You know, are you like kind of like practicing for free diving? Are you just like 
holding your breath and running in and then running back out and and who who decides who gets to take the breath to find out if that's a clean air pocket right yeah, absolutely uh, it doesn't seem right to me however at the same time this brings me to an annoyance that um that struck me okay so if if either one is the case <laughs> that would that would mean that the priests knew that there wasn't shit inside this cave but some poisonous gas that was going to kill this cow. Oh yeah. And that they yeah, had yeah, to yeah. hold their breath. So the whole thing was a fucking fraud yeah. and, and just an act. And then that leads me to think about all these other fucking religions and shit like that, all these other priests and and shit like that that knew damn well this shit was not really what the case was at all but if you but, if you can yeah. pull the wool over the people's eyes and get money out of it then you know do what you, you might as well keep do. doing it because you can get money out of it exactly that's like the uh <clears throat> the old uh you know crying statues or, or something like that that they had in ancient rome where uh there would just be a monk that had this like long uh brass tube that he would make sounds into and the sound would come out you know magically out of this uh goddess statue mm. and you know People would give, you know, tons of donations and, and things like that because of this miracle. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, obviously a blatant, you know, trick on the public just to fleece them for cash. And because if these holy men actually believed in what they were trying to sell, then they I, I don't think that they would have to stoop to trickery to sell it. And if they had to stoop to trickery to sell it, I don't think their belief would let them stoop to trickery to sell it. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of a big sham scam. But, you know, it's interesting nonetheless because it's it's history and it, it just shows that people have been doing that for a long, long time. <laughs> people have been terrible for a long, long time. Man, <clears throat> I, I came to the conclusion recently that um, that's really been... The problem with the world and everything is goddamn dishonesty. Yeah. If there was no reason to be dishonest, there wouldn't be any reason to fight each other. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not even dishonesty. It's greed. It's greed because greed. why else would you need to be dishonest with someone except to get something from them that you can't get from them truthfully? Yeah. So... So anyway, let, let's let's get off our high horse and our soapboxes and our pedestals and uh, and climb back up later on. But uh, for now, let's uh, it, let's learn a little bit more about this portal because so they so the second theory is that there was just a pocket of of clean air that they could go like one of those uh, those underwater caves where you know you can reach a little spot where you can stick your head up and take a few breaths before you have to continue down the rest. of the Yeah. Way. Yeah, and I think that's bullshit. I, I don't, I don't buy yeah, that. Yeah, it, it just seems highly unlikely. It just seems like that would be pretty hard to, 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 like you said, to just figure out where that pocket would be. Seems like it would cost a lot of lives. It would, and I think, you know, even even as little education as some of them may have had, um, it's still hard to talk somebody into knowingly killing themselves 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. To, to being the canary. You know. Because it's not like they had a breathing apparatus that they could bring a canary in and see where the, the yeah. So anyway, so anyway, are there any other theories on how they how they accomplished this? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's pretty, okay. Uh, that's what they got. And and I think really the the lesson to be learned from all that is that religion is the greatest con ever. Well, yeah. And and I know for a fact that we'll get into uh, more on that subject in later later episodes. But, uh, <laughs> but for now, so no so basically, this this first uh, this first site that you've told us about was was just it was a magic trick to uh, to get to get donations for the church. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. That mean you know that makes sense because it's not like it's the first time it's happened, and it's certainly not the last time it's happened. So no, not at so all. That, but you know, it's it's like a capitalize on something that that we didn't actually have to really do much to build in the first place. I mean, the Earth opened up and gave us these gases that kill shit, and actually, still to this day, even though it is um, mostly covered over, there's still a hole that you can see into it. But still to this day, uh, birds that fly over this area are just knocked down like wow. they, they fall down dead wow that's crazy yeah it, it's that's crazy, crazy it's noxious as fuck it's super thick so <clears throat> all right so let, let's move on to something something a little cooler you know we're, we're amping up a little bit here okay let's do it. Let's do it. Now we got uh, another touristy area. Uh, this one actually is in Greece. Uh, the Caves of Deros, uh, which loosely translate to the Hell Caves. Uh, also called Alipotripa. Uh, Alipotripa? Yeah, Alipotripa. Uh, I like it. Let's go with it. Yeah, it's cool. I like Alipotripa. That, that actually loosely translates to foxhole. So, okay. Okay, so in the uh, Peloponnese region of Greece, <clears throat> uh, which is, well, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Greece. That's what we need to know. That's the important part. Yeah, uh, so this thing was rediscovered in the 50s. It was basically unearthed in the 50s, and excavations going through the 70s and still all the way through um, to shit, 2013 when, when the cool parts really happened. Up until that wow. point, you know, they're, they're, it's a series of caves and they're unearthing graves and uh, sacrificial areas and, you know, little clay potteries and shit like that, little silver and copper tools and, and right. artifacts and things like that, which is all awesome. That's all really cool stuff. But then they get to this interesting grave. In 2013, they found the grave of a, an actual couple, a man and a woman, in their 20s, spooning. Huh. So... Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the carbon dating says that this this grave dates back to roughly 3800 BC, which is almost 6000 years. Yeah, wow. So wow, wow. This cave system has been used a lot. <laughs> and so the people are spooning, which which obviously raises some questions as to why and what happened and w right were they were they spooning and were killed were they positioned that way afterwards right uh, yeah there's there's this i mean but of course we and this is where before we started recording today i told chris not to shy away from just 
crazy wild speculation. I want that to be what we're known for. I want us to just go off on shit like we're smart enough to know what we're talking about <laughs> and for people to believe it. So let's speculate. What do you think these, the spooning couple that was found there, how do you think they ended up down there in the position they were in? I'm thinking that what happened is, um, well, actually, I'm going to get to that because it's it's all part of the um, how they unearthed it and what they, you know, how they found it in the first place. Okay. So, right, cool, cool. And, and I think I think it, it really does hold a decent amount of water, um, although they don't give real numbers as to how many graves and bones sets sets of bones that they found. But. So it gets into it. Do, do you have any anything colorful, uh, any colorful theories to to throw into? Um, none that would uh, be appropriate for listeners. <laughs> Yet none. No. Until they get to know yeah. us better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until they know that I'm 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 not a terrible. I'm not a monster. I'm just a terrible person. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah there's a big difference. Thanks to the English exactly. language, you know, we, we're very colorful. And, Absolutely. Uh, Let's just leave it as colorful. <laughs> okay, so and they found the, they they found this couple uh, in in 2013. You said in, in the latest uh, bit of, or the yeah in the latest bit of excavation is when they found the spooning couple. Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, dated back to almost six thousand years, and uh, the main archaeologist stated. Uh, and his name is fun. Sometimes Greek names are really fun to look at because they're, they're written exactly as they sound. So you really just have to sound it out almost like a phonetic to, sort of spelling to a thing. But they're really long. So this guy's name is uh, Georgios Papathanasopoulos. Papathanasopoulos? Papathanasopoulos. <laughs> oh my god, I'm changing my name. <laughs> it's fun. This guy is it. fun. It's very similar to uh, you know, Webster's dad in the show. Uh I think he was just Papanopolis. But yes, uh right. Uh, but, I love that too though. Yeah, very and, Greek. And see now you got me shitting myself about uh Russian names that I'm gonna have to read. Oh god. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Th- those can be fun too. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what, is, what so, did George Papanopoulos <laughs> So Webster's dad was talking about how these, at, at the time, that, when they were found, he speculated they may be the oldest graves ever found. And, and then Webster said, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> wrong show. <laughs> wrong show altogether. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a lot of people out there were like, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He strutted a few times like uh, George Jefferson, though. That that Webster did do. That did happen, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but then, but then after you know more research into it, I, I think what they what they settled on was more like they're the oldest graves ever found on Greece on the island. Wow. Um, which is really really saying something. Yeah. Yeah, like like seriously, wow for for. Them to for them to be the oldest graves ever found on in in the country with the one of the oldest civilizations on the planet. Exactly. Um, that's that's a pretty and not not only is it a, a bold claim, it's it's an amazing one. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, if I'd have had more time, perhaps I would have racked my brain on trying to figure it out a little better, do a little more research on what the actual oldest grave ever found is. But um, if anybody knows 
or can find that, I would love to know. Um, yeah, email yeah, us, us or something. Yeah, yeah. Us know. And don't forget, our email is see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com. Hit us up for anything, especially if you want to answer questions that we don't have the answers to because we're too lazy to look it up. Especially really nice. for that. And we're That'd all for really constructive nice. criticism, but don't be a dick. You know, if we were, if we, if we got some things wrong, let us know for sure. I'm always, I always want to know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, and if you're not a dick about it, we'll, uh, we'll tell people that we were wrong, you know? Exactly. That hurt. I have no <laughs> so, problem yeah. with that. Okay. So anyway, have, have fun with it. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So what, what they think happened. So they, they think after all the graves and everything that they found, it was basically like this, this, tribe kind of of people that had just set up shop in these caves so this is where they lived right so they're making the pottery and everything there which is why they found the tools and all that kind of shit it wasn't just like a you know shelter from one storm sort of scenario um but what they actually they, they and they believe that that hundreds lived there at any at any given time until until the entrance collapsed Oh wow! Which buried them all alive. So, like hundreds of a of a prehistoric race in in a tribe were all just buried alive when their cave entrance collapsed. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's a what a way to go, huh? I mean, I wonder how many of them were eaten, and you know, all the crazy shit Uh, that goes down. I, I would love to know, but oh, and and with the complete and utter pitch dark. Yeah, yeah, because caves aren't, yeah, no, no. They're, they're, yeah, no, no, they're not well lit usually. <laughs> there's no. nothing going on in there once your mm-hmm. fire dies. And That's right. Depending on how tight the seal is, once your air gives out, and whatever else could yeah, Let's happen. just hope that they all passed very, <laughs> very uh, in, nice in their sleep the first night. Everybody just drifted off to dreamland. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, we'll but go. that's not what happened. That's obviously not what happened. They <laughs> died in, in severe pain and ate each other, and it took weeks and weeks. So. Oh, God. It's vicious. Yes. So that was almost like uh, – that That was over 5,000 years ago when that happened. So, wow. yeah, what what they think – is that this site is so old that it may be the caves that sparked the original myths about Hades in the first place. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's that's an even bolder claim. Which... So, um, so does that mean that, that ancient Greeks actually... Uh found entrance into this cave and and saw this hellscape that was down there i mean that would make sense that that would stand to reason but they don't ever really go too far into it they're they're basically just saying that that maybe it looked like a scary ass place yeah that that you know the way i'm thinking about it is that maybe the the people that lived in the cave were kind of an offshoot to the to your general greek uh common folk you know normal persons you know so so they knew of the story of this happening because at one time they lived alongside them but right didn't super co-mingle sort of you know what i mean so so they were aware of of this other people but uh they just disappeared one day and they may have known that it was that in that cave that that i mean if you're ever gonna gonna start a myth of the earth God 
fucking swallowing you up and bringing you down to the to the underworld uh, that's the kind of scenario to spark it i, I guess uh, that uh, yeah absolutely that's a good one so yeah it, as far as they're speculating and it's not really even speculation it's just it, they're just saying that that it's possible it's not like a real theory or anything they're just saying it's possible okay, so it's they didn't possibly find, so- that old they didn't find any papyrus saying, hey, this no. is hell, guys. Okay. No, gotcha. no, not at all. Not at all. But it's possible that this is the original Grecian gateway to right, Haiti. Right, because it was, it was that kind of boneyard in that kind of place. And right. That, that's awesome, man. Now, anything, anything else really interesting about this place? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That, this, one, uh, this one is also a touristy area, so you can mm-hmm. go... Oh, I can imagine, with, with especially with such a... a a romantic in more than one way, uh, you know, burial there or, you know, just drop dead in that position. Just the fact that, you know, these two people, you know, together for eternity uh, kind of deal the, and being the oldest, you know, grave in that part of the world. And, yeah, it, it's it's got a ring to it that makes you uh, curious. And, and Cool history. That, it sounds really cool to see, yeah. So and, I, I can imagine. And rest assured, you you won't die from noxious earthly fumes. No, there you go. So there that's go. always a good thing. Now, <clears throat> as far as Greece goes, though, there are plenty of gateways to the underworld, and that's beside the five rivers that that take you across to Hades itself, um, and. That's a fun little story, you know. I won't go. I won't go into Greek mythology because that that'll. Uh, I mean, fuck. That could take. Right, 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 right. That could take years. But there but are I will five say, rivers. I will well. say that I'm not. I'm not shocked that hell holes are all over the place in Greece. That, that's <laughs> that's not a shocking thing to me. Right. So okay. So here here's one. That that one was a little darker. Here's one. We'll we'll go. That's a little little more life lighthearted. Uh, okay. Also, Greece, the the Cape Matapan Caves, also a touristy area. Um, these are on the southernmost tip of the Greek mainland. Um, they got several different names, too, which are hard to pronounce. But mm-hmm. the cave itself opens at sea level. So, you, so nowadays, if you want to go, you have to have a boat, and you can go and enter the mouth of the fucking giant, giant cliff face. That's where awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's super cool. It's just like you would see out of any one of those old Greek movies, which I love, the the, the old Greek mythology movies. Just great. Um, <clears throat> so the cliff face, the, the, the cave opening, sits directly above uh, a Spartan temple that was put there, uh, that was built in honor of Poseidon. So, wow. yeah, right there at the at the base of the fucking ocean like crashing waves all the, i mean couldn't have been a more picturesque perfect place to put a temple to poseidon right 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 because so, otherwise i mean he you know he would drown them anyway oh so. fuck yeah he would because uh, <laughs> if anything harry Housen movies have taught me are that poseidon's a day <laughs> you don't want him to release the kraken that is for damn oh, sure absolutely not the kraken uh, and He's got, you know, he's got a very specific set of skills. He does. And uh, he can, he knows how to release the Kraken. He does. And, and he wants his goddamn daughter back. 
<laughs> the fucking Neesoms. <laughs> and yes, everyone, I know that there was a Clash of the Titans before that one, and I and and actually, I don't even think I saw the new Clash of the Titans. So it, I'm just going, I'm just going along with Liam Neeson memes. So. Well, I saw them both, <laughs> and I'm partial to the original. Not not only because not be? it came out the year I was born. But um, it's just, I mean, it's amazing. It, it really sticks very closely to, well, it, to the it ha- story it of has that, It has that charm that, uh, that the new one just can't hope to have as far as the, uh, you know, the computer graphics instead of, like I said, the Harryhausen puppets and everything. There's, there's just, there's, there's, yeah, anyway. Okay, I, I keep derailing us, like, serious, <laughs> and I apologize, and because this is going to be a long episode anyway. So, so yeah, okay, so there's a, a temple to Poseidon that is uh, right below where this, uh, cave mouth is and the cave mouth is at, is at sea level so the so the temple is directly above on the on the oh, okay. top of the cliff face oh, okay and it's a, a spartan temple to poseidon yes so okay. uh, this place is super super famous uh, as well because it is actually the site of uh the entrance to hades in two separate stories uh, the story of Orpheus. Orpheus used that cave to, to get to Hades to rescue uh, Eurydice, um, or Eurydice, uh, however you would pronounce that. As I well would as... pronounce it Eurydice. <laughs> it's actually a Y instead of an A. But I like, I like chopping up words and making them my own, Chris. Sound it out. Just sound it out. That's right. But uh, fam- even more famously, though, this was the same cave that uh, Hercules entered to get to Hades and dragged good old Cerberus back out to the under to the uh the surface world through. Yes indeed. Yeah. Thus thus inventing Chihuahuas. <laughs> Three headed Chihuahuas. <laughs> but yes, they will guard the shit out of your gate, man. Yes they will. You don't fuck and with they- three headed chihuahuas. And they will sell you late night tacos. Yes they will. They they love the taco. Well it it's in their charter. <laughs> it's, it's, they, they're they're contracted. That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, on top of that, on top of those awesome stories, you, you also have another Greek geography, uh, Pausanias, who said um, he was the one who who told the story of uh, Cerberus being brought back out by Hercules uh, uh, about this cave. But um, he also told the story about the poet Arion, who escaped from pirates, uh, only to be carried back ashore by a pod of dolphins. So you picture this Greek dude in a toga who's a poet. So, you know, he's... He he's not the manliest of Greek men that, at the that's time. That's right. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we'll keep it PC, and um, <laughs> and and he's riding a pod of dolphins. <laughs> that it's just a Lisa Frank binder come to life. Man. Oh man! Well, wow, that would have been a that would have been an awesome one. That would have, that would have sold very well with the preteens <laughs> of the Indeed. early nineties. <laughs> so yeah, and actually, there is a statue. Uh, that has actually been erected of him very riding the close. Dolphins? Yes, yes. Of awesome. Arion riding dolphins. That's actually oh, positioned pretty close to that uh, uh, Spartan temple up there. And yeah, that's. I, I thought that was pretty cool. That's. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Like, I want to see that. <laughs> that's cool. I would love to see that. There's a lot of shit I got to see. Uh, traveling the world Indeed. is my end goal in life. I'm not just trying to sit around and twiddle my fucking Absolutely, thumbs in man. Florida. 
Absolutely. So moving right along, we have one of the coolest of of all Greek time. We got the Necromantion of Ephira. Okay, Let that me, just sounds awesome. Let me see if that I can. Sounds awesome. Let me see if I can. I can voice it even more awesome because I've kind of been practicing practicing Please. just a little bit. We got the Necromantium of Ephira. I like it. I like it. You did a good job there. And you do that more often. <laughs> that was good. So this also is a touristy area, which is fucking awesome, uh, and. I gotta give props to uh, the website uh, Atlas Obscura, where I actually found the majority of this info. And I did, I did do a decent amount of research. And but the the mm. story that they wrote was really the best one that had the most info and summed it up well enough. So, cool. um, and what was it, Atlas Obscura? Obscura. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Very cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, it's a kick-ass site. It, it really is. It's it's pretty much everything in the world that's fucking wacky, and awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so Necromantian of Ephira loosely translates uh, in ancient Greek to the Oracle of the Dead. Okay, awesome. And so, we all so know like, what the oracles were, right? Yeah, it's the, there's hot naked chicks that like floated like they were in water in three hundred. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. They 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 told your fortune, they would tell a little bit of your future, they would, you know, tell you about your crops and shit like that if you pissed off the gods and, you know. So freeloaders. Kind of, kind of, but you <laughs> did have to pay them. And, and actually okay. the... The taxes were pretty steep once you hear this. Uh, oh, so there were oracles all over and, and temples that housed them. So the temple was actually built, this particular temple, uh, I believe was actually built to Hades, to honor Hades. But okay. it, was, it was housing an oracle. So then this was the the number one oracle of all oracles because this is the only one that could allow you to speak with the dead. Oh wow. <laughs> right. All the other ones did this and that, you know, normal little like entry you said, level like crops shit and things like that and Right. But, but this one allowed you like people would go to speak to their dead loved ones or Yes. With, okay. Yes, mainly I mean, is, is that kind of, yeah, I was about to say is that mainly what they were all about or like did people go to speak to famous dead people that you know to well that know. too that too because what it what it comes down to is that it was it was believed that once you crossed over uh the dead could still see much like today the dead it was believed that the dead could still see the world of the living but in in these in the greeks that they thought also that the dead could see a little bit into the future so oh, wow. yeah, so it could it they could actually tell you little bits of information. It wasn't a lot. They wouldn't say everything about everything, but um yeah, it was it was little bits of stuff here and there. That's that's, so, that's really cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of like talking to a uh, you know, a, a Miss Cleo kind of deal. There you go. A, a dead a dead Miss Cleo. <laughs> or what what, what was it, what was the guy's name John Walsh? Uh, no, that's that's the Wait, no, that's that, that's, that's the, the guy. guy. Yeah, that, 
He, he's the that, America's Most Wanted guy. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there was the guy that that. So yeah, it's exactly it's exactly like talking to John Walsh. You're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So okay. So so the oral uh, the the temple itself was built in the third or fourth century BC, which is old as fuck, but still way younger than the caves of Deros, where where the the spooning couple was. Right. Yeah. Because that was 3800 BC. That's way yeah, and, old. And this is like the 3000 BC or something you said? Uh, third or fourth century. So it was only third three or, or four hundred. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn, man. BC always just like blew my mind it, no matter <laughs> where it's at. Well, it's like it's the just, math scale. It's you know. so long ago, man. It's so long ago. And I mean, we, we really should be saying BCE. Yeah. Um, You're right. You know, just, just to get us used to, uh, to being correct in what we say but uh but yeah no i i still say bc all the time when when i know it's wrong but uh anyway so continue please please please, please, please. so okay so so it was built to house the oracle which mean which meant that it needed to be pretty pretty well fortified as far as just in case so the, the walls were 11 feet thick and that's you know we're not even going to get into how the fuck Jeez, they did that. Eleven feet thick. Yeah. I mean, I I understand completely that you need to that like that is a valuable commodity to to have uh, someone who can speak to the dead and like to have the number one person that can speak to the dead. Like you want to protect that. I mean that you you know you're going to put a car alarm on that because it's got a great sound system in it. Completely. Yes, <laughs> and it, if only car alarms could come with eleven foot thick walls that wouldn't just completely, you know, ruin everything and everyone. Holy crap, eleven feet though. But it's still though. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna get into how the hell they did it because uh, it's still like, it's su- a suffice marvel. It, suffice it to say, it was uh, impressive. It's a marvel. Ago. It really is. So yeah, this, this big ass temple plus subterranean chambers, um, wow. and it sits. So it was like a whole compound then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it sits where three of the five rivers to Hades converge, which is wow. pretty awesome. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So before 1958, um, that's what it was rediscovered in 1958. Um, <clears throat> And it was another one of those ones where they just had to read the stories and then look at the landscape and go, okay, well, this has to be it because it's talking about this and talking about that. Kind of, kind of how the same dude found Troy by reading the, um, man, now I can't think of the, the name of the story. Uh, it was another one of Homer's stories though, um, where he talked about the Trojan horse and all that stuff. Troy before. Not Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, uh, um, so, yeah, there, there was there was a dude who actually read the story and decided he could go find it and went out and just and, and found it. Found it. Yeah. So before <laughs> that, awesome. it was it was chalked up to being just myth. So this is kind of the same scenario: is that somebody went out and said this archaeologist uh, Soterios de Caris which is actually a pretty cool Greek name. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, he, he said, okay, this has got to be these three rivers. Here's where they can converge. Bam, there's a temple. <clears throat> That's awesome. Fuck yeah. So 
in this uh, this oracle actually is also like i said super famous so there's plenty of stories where people went to see her um in one of uh homer's uh, well the odyssey, uh, the odyssey uh he goes to see um the oracle about foretelling his future and that's a really long fucking crazy story yeah but uh but another cool one that is a little lesser known perhaps is told by herodotus um so he, he said <clears throat> that there was this brutal tyrant that visited the oracle uh to ask his dead wife about where she had stashed away uh some money <laughs> uh, yeah because why else really would you Ask about your dead wife. Exactly. If you're if you're a, already a brutal tyrant, you got bitches. You, you're not worried about that. So all right, Chris, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to insist that you stop calling women the b word. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be nice. I'm sorry. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay. So so he went to go ask his dead wife about where she was stashing some money, and he he she says no. Uh, on the grounds that she's cold in the underworld because this asshole <laughs> did not burn clothing for her when she died. <laughs> so she's pissed. That, that is fucking great. I, I mean, it, get, it only gets better. It only gets better. <laughs> hey, where's that money at? Are you jerk? I'm freezing down here. I'm naked in hell, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your money. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, get it better. Get it better. I want to hear it get better. So, so in order to prove, uh, he, he, this is great. In order to prove that the spirit is who she says she is, the spirit of his dead wife, uh, right. she proceeds to tell the medium who is who she's speaking through uh, mm-hmm. that he fucked her dead body before ah! burying her. <laughs> well, this must have been enough proof for him. I mean, what, I would hope so. What more do you I would need? Hope, I, I would really hope that that's not common knowledge. Man, so it must have been enough proof for him. So this dude oh immediately left the temple of the Oracle and went running through town, stripping all the women. And the town folk that he saw and burning their clothes. Wow. And then his wife was like, now it's too hot. <laughs> what did I need a sweater for? It's April. <clears throat> Stop touching the thermostat. Ugh. So anyway. that's where the story ends. They never say so, if he so got this, the money or not. But So that Oracle, I mean, that. I mean that's just, even if complete myth, that... that that is to say that hey, this oracle is like she was the real deal. Like she knew what the hell she was talking about. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's awesome, man. That there's still because that that's even like a little like a slice of life story kind of deal, you know. And it's it's not this grand epic that you know has eight thousand players involved. It's just this this dude, even though he was the you know the tyrant or whatever, is still just this dude that wants to know where his wife hid his money. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and he's still got this message and he still had to take care of everything. So I, I like that a lot. That that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. What a butthead though. There were lots of half naked yeah, women in the streets that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, like I said, they never said, they never made mention if he actually went back and and was told where the money was, but that's yeah. that's cool. So, <clears throat> more of the lore. So, when people went to the temple to talk to the dead, uh, they would have to go through all kinds of shit. Um, a few days before actually arriving at the temple and beginning... The, the the rounds of shit they had to go through. They were suggested to be on a special diet. Um, <laughs> right. So probably so that they don't throw up in the middle of the cave. Um, and then, you know, nobody wants to clean that up. Uh, so, but What if it was just like you can only eat jelly beans for a week? Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Oh, God. You can only eat licorice jelly bellies. Oh, Jesus. That's it. No. And you can't... And you, and you have to you have to take this this green liquid that makes you poop for like hours the night before. I, I don't want to know that bad. Whatever whatever it is, I was trying. I was thinking about asking. I don't want to know anymore. Sorry. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm done. But but I'll tell you later. Fucking black we'll liquors is disgusting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was speculated, or it it is speculated that um, <clears throat> this special diet. Uh, probably had some hallucinogenics in it with the rest of the veggies and, and i'll get yeah. to i'll get to why but so uh, the special diet probably made you feel a little loopy when you went there in the first place but when you did get there uh and it was your turn because i'm sure there was a hell of a line uh you fucking like waiting for a roller coaster or some shit so when you got there they would lead you into this dark chamber where they would perform all kinds of specific rituals that were basically for uh your protection from the dead and the allowance of communication with the dead because you couldn't just walk in and talk to them any any place you found them you actually had to be i guess uh inundated in in a way um okay it kind of like you got to smoke the peyote before you can see the spirit animal. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you weren't protected from them, there were there were lots of things that they were that they thought the dead oh, could do. Okay. To you. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So it was also like a, a fear, uh, you know, aspect to it where you, you had to protect yourself from them, you know, hurting you. Hell yeah. Just so you just so you could get your message. Hell yeah. Cuz yeah, cuz this is this is out of the realm of normal people shit. As only the oracle could set you up for this. You know, and her people, her priests or whatever could set you up for this. So, yeah, yeah, you were you had no idea what to expect or what to fear or, you know, and of course the the ritual is what hypes the whole thing up and makes everything seem that much more credible. The more and, ritual yeah. you have to go through, the more the person is, uh, what's the word? Uh, prepared to accept magic. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this would actually, the, the first part of it would actually take several days, they they found. Wow. Yeah, just, just from the like stories. That's commitment. It really is. So you got this magic diet of possible, probable hallucinogens, as well as probably just veggies, so you don't, you're not shitting and puking yourself when you're scared out of your fucking mind in this cave. Um, <clears throat> plus several days of this, where you're also probably starving, actually. <laughs> you wow. know, when it comes down to it, because if you're tripping yeah. nuts, you're not eating regular food. So. Indeed. 
you know, then you got several days of this shit. And then you got, um, then they take you deeper and deeper underground into another chamber for some good old animal sacrifice. Of course, how could there not be? You gotta, you gotta have a play, a soul in place uh, of yours when you speak to the, the something for Hades to claim, because otherwise he won't let you talk to his people. He's what? already claimed them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so so <laughs> then uh, there's more. Then you move through three gates that were symbolic of of Hades moving through the. Um, the gates to get to him, basically. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, followed by a salad and a sorbet and a, a nice dessert, which Mm-mm. I don't think is it. It's not in that order, though, because I think the salad actually comes before the animal sacrifice. And, okay. And then the sorbet. But. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, didn't, I mean, I guess that makes. I mean, dude, just, just hearing all this, like. You have to really, really want your dead grandmother's snickerdoodle recipe to, like, go through all this shit just to talk to her. Seriously. Like, that's, like, just imagine the types of things, like, this is, you have to be wondering something serious to to go through this crazy, crazy preparation just to talk to a dead person. And, and but, that's... like you said, they, they could supposedly see the future as well and things like that, so, I mean, yeah, but still, it's still just crazy oh that's not even counting the pilgrimage it probably took to get there right right because it's not like everybody lived at the base of this this temple no no fuck no they came from all over the island (laughs) on foot mind you there was no horse and buggy they they Mm. came from all over the island on foot to come and do this shit uh man that better have been some damn good dessert that's all i gotta say (laughs) indeed so So after all of this, the, and tripping balls the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. This is now like over a week that you're just tripping oh, gross. balls. Yeah, gross. of course. How terrible would that feel? Uh, plus, you know, the dark ritualistic ceremonies that just had you mm-hmm. shitting yourself, which is probably why, like I said, why they had you on a special diet so you weren't literally shitting yourself in fear. Right, right, right. <laughs> then they lead you into another room that was lit by uh, lanterns um, where it was said that, that the living could see the silhouettes of the dead dancing on the walls of the chamber. Neat. So uh, they're, them tripping balls seeing their own shadows through candlelight uh, would definitely look like more people in in the the, the uh, cavity. Uh, that's not the word I wanted to use, but the cavern <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, it would it would look like you know a bunch of a uh, bunch of dead ghosts are dancing around you. That I I can only imagine. You know, <clears throat> and I don't I don't want to say the primitive mind because they were extremely intelligent mm-hmm. uh, people, but still. The, uh, it's still a primitive mind as far as you know their their belief systems and things like that. So sure, especially just the walking common. in nah. and and having no doubt whatsoever that that is what's happening. Just think of of how crazy an experience that would have been to just walk into this place and you see these figures pop up on the wall that you can't see in the room with you, and and the candle flicker is is making them you know dance back and forth and sway when when you're not controlling any of it and uh, just think of of 
God, I just got chills. I don't want any part of that while I'm tripping myself that. in in that situation, and that that is crazy, crazy, crazy to me. Uh, I, it's awesome, and I love it, but that's crazy. Well, you know, they gave them a little more uh, uh, credit for their intelligence as far as how they set up the dancing shadows. They, our archaeologist actually found um, <clears throat> these mechanical pieces uh, that really? they... Yeah, so they, they basically were speculating that what they were used for was ba- it was kind of like to make a human marionette. Wow. So, right, so if it was a person just standing on the ground dancing in front of a candle flame, they gave them a little more credit to their intelligence that they'd figure that out so probably what they did was they actually rigged a live person up in this contraption and the contraption allowed them to move more mysteriously and Uh, not be sitting standing directly on the ground so perhaps they could uh, emulate floating and the animated dead and which is awesome so so the the person the the puppet person wouldn't move like a normal human because this thing would make them a, a little more janky and things yeah and also be be floating wow that that adds such a huge layer of creepy isn't that badass that. though i mean it, it also it goes is. back to they knew what they were doing was not yeah, legit abso- absolutely or, or maybe they thought you know well the, all this whole thing's real but if we add this to it we'll make it more real for people so yeah. they can experience it more you know, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, but you know, if if we're nothing else, we are wild speculators. Man, so. I, I think this is just such a cool story, and and okay, so they so they had to add the icing on the cake too, right? So what do you do to stop people from well from giving their Yelp review? <laughs> <laughs> right back in the day. So what they did was that Murder they them. they told peop they told the pilgrims that they are forbidden to talk about what they learned from the dead and what they saw ah. inside the place because if they did, Hades would would refuse the sacrifice of the bull and all the rituals and they w- he would claim their soul instead. Wow. So yes, still the threat of death. Absolutely. Well, fuck death. This is eternal. Oh yeah, eternal yeah. damnation, basically. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I'd keep my trap shut pretty tightly too. Yeah. Wow. So so they're they're in perpetuating their money trap, and you know their racket for another day. Dude, that's insane. Pretty that's cool. Insane. I, is there anything else about this specific uh, portal that you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, it was destroyed in uh, 167 BCE, and then okay. uh, in the 18th century, which or way further on down the road, uh, they yep. actually put a monastery in place of it, like right on uh, top of it, um, that was uh, for John the Baptist. That's always good juju right there. Right. Well, yes. Let's put this John the Baptist temple right on top of the gate to hell. Yeah, well, we're not going to go into the the amount of disrespect for other <laughs> cultures, beliefs. No, because there's, there's a lot, but there's a lot from everyone to everyone. Sure, sure. Everyone is terrible. <laughs> no, but, this is why, you know, we're not, we're not even going to start right, that right, right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think... 
uh, where we're at right now, uh, time-wise, in, in the podcast, I think that we are going to actually go ahead and make this a full two-parter because I, I'm having too much fun talking about this, and there's so much information about these, these, uh, the, the good places that you picked that uh, I think it, we need to split this one up uh, so we're not putting out a three-hour podcast. So... <laughs> Uh, if this is a good place to stop for you, uh, as far as, the, as the, if you had anything else to say about uh, that specific site. Uh, nothing about that specific site, no. Uh, actually, that <laughs> that was only the Greco-Roman ones. I, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even get to move on to any of the, the other ones, which uh, are also well, very cool. But that's okay. We're, we're gonna... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty badass second episode. I think so, episode. man. It's gonna be good. It'll it's give me good. a little more time to uh, to to dig out some really juicy tidbits and uh, awesome. make sure I can bring the good flavors. Awesome, awesome. And I, I will say uh, right now that uh, what I learned so far from this, just in the uh, the earliest stages of of humanity, is that. Um, uh, religions were always grifters looking for a penny and uh it's very very much the same uh mentality as today where uh what george carlin you know had always said oh he's my hero about god that uh you know he, he wants you to be good and all this stuff but uh he also wants your money uh because you know He's got he's got bills to pay. So, he totally does. <laughs> so he's got uh, this thirty year old, thirty three year old son is still living at home, <laughs> still <laughs> still rocking oh, his hippie man. sandals. That's right. Shit. Still smoking weed in the bathroom with a towel <laughs> under the door while he's got company over. And God's like, "Come on, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus." Man, okay. No, that's so for the but, record, okay. For the record, and and for our listeners, since you just made mention of the wet towel under the door, let me just throw out there as a seasoned veteran that trick is nothing more than a fable. It does not work. Especially nowadays, as as quote unquote loud as our weed is nowadays, that you can't hide that smell with any of the old tricks we used to use with the dirty Mexican brown bullshit that we used to smoke in high school. Yeah, the, the, the days are over. The days are over. But you know, it, it's so much more accepted now anyway that it doesn't even matter. Still, but find a better uh, way. So I, I think I, I mean I I know that at the end of the next episode I'll probably have more to say about what I learned, but uh, I think that really does suffice it for now. That and the fact that I think it'd have been pretty cool to to live in a world where you could believe in in magic and uh, and that's kind of what always really uh, it, it, I was always infatuated with. Greek mythology. Me too. Uh, because, because it was a time when they thought they had all these mystical, magical gods, and and the the Pegasus and the Cyclops, and they, you know they had all these these fabulous, amazing things running around the earth that they absolutely believed. You know, hey, just on top of that mountain up there uh, is this crazy, awesome, fantastical creature. You know, and that's what's up there for sure. And I know that. Yeah. You know that it just always seemed like a. It, it's it'd be nice to 
to be that dumb again. I don't know if that's the way to put it, but that that's the way I, I feel about that. And it's it's really cool to hear about these people going in and uh, you know having to pay uh, you know. Uh, respect and homage to Hades with uh, animal sacrifice to, to make sure that their soul wasn't taken so that they could talk to one of their dead loved ones that they knew they were going to go in there and hear somebody talk to them and so all metal. Those things. Like, it's that, that, so that, metal. It is. It is. It's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy cool. But I promise you, I've been, I, even, all, even as cool and as metal as that shit was, I've, I've scratched the surface on, on just how brutal some of these next ones are going to be. I am on the edge of my seat in anticipation, buddy. I will tell you that <laughs> for sure. For sure. But <clears throat> since now is probably the best time to stop, I guess uh, we should say that uh, I've been Jason Rambo. And I've been Chris Barrios rambling and bullshitting your ears off because that's what we do. I mean, that's why we're here. And what's the name of our show that they just listened to there, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, see no, hear no, speak no. UFOs, conspiracies, and murder. <laughs> Hit us up. Later. And three, two, one. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. Trying to keep up with you And I don't know if I can do it Oh no, I've said too